God's mercies are fresh and new with each new daybreak. Our shortcomings, our mishaps, our shortfalls, gone into all eternity yesterday is gone. You can't change anything about it. But as for here now, God's mercies fresh and new with each new daybreak. There's been times in my life that I couldn't wait for the next day. For this scripture is true. God's mercies are fresh and new with each new daybreak. Abosheni, Molweni, Dumilang, Sanbonani, Guiemora. Wat te vorig om hierdie nieuwe dag, die 10e februari, saam met jou te kan afskop aan die voetbank van die Heere Jesus Christus. Indeed, a privilege to be with you this morning. Yours truly, Vainan Rousseau, behind the microphone, will take you through to 8.30 this morning, between 7 and 8.30, bringing you good news time. And uh, that's our actuality drive time program. Lots of inserts, God sightings on a Friday where we brag with the goodness and the faithfulness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But as for here now, for the first couple of minutes, Right here, right now, uh, I'd like you to come and search the scriptures with us to see uh, if the things that we are talking about is indeed written in God's word. Therefore, you have to have God's word with you, and I trust that you will be blessed by the word of this morning. Not only does it come from word for today, we'll chat on that a little bit later on this morning. Word for today, a daily devotional to be found right here at Radio Pulpit. But uh, there are songs written about it as well. See if you can sort out what I'm talking about. See if you can find the scripture that I'm talking about. There's a song that says, what if I stumble and what if I fall? What if I stumble and what if I fall? And then the songs start with this, and you're going to hear it in a moment or so. The song starts with these words. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, then walk out the door and deny Him by their lifestyle. This is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Shall I share with you again the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians, you and I, who acknowledges Jesus with our lips and then walk out that door and deny Him with our lifestyle. So, what can we do about it? What does the Word of God say with regards to that? Well, let me just uh, increase the gain here on the microphone. I think you should be able. I know we're broadcasting on the uh, 657 AM frequency, and it's wet out there, so you might be uh, struggling to hear me clearly, but I believe uh, everything should be fine now. What does the Word of God say with regards to this particular song that I've just shared with you? Well, there's two ways to get an egg out of an egg shell. Listen to what I'm saying. There are two ways to get an egg out of an egg shell. The one is to just simply crack it open. The second is to put it in a warm, loving environment 
and allow it to incubate and hatch. Do you realize that the second way preserves the chick while the first one kills it? Similarly, my brother, my sister, there are two ways to get the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ across to people. Sometimes people pound us over the head with it. <laughs> and you get labeled a Bible basher because your lifestyle denies what you are saying. Or point number two, love them into the family of God. It is love that conquers. When you read Word for Today, have you, you, you see that Bob and Debbie, Debbie Gass speaks about it. Uh, have you noticed that? A lot of evangelism nowadays is just a thinly veiled insight because we need to uh, get people. You, you think uh, you need what I have because you're so awful. Hmm? And we look at people and say, well, if only you can have what I have. People need the good news. We need to say that to one another. People need the good news, but our disposition can keep them from receiving it. Respect unbelievers. Don't humiliate them. You heard me right. Respect unbelievers and don't humiliate them. Respecting means accepting them. That doesn't mean that you have to approve of their lifestyles and the things that they do. There's a difference between acceptance and approval. It's a huge difference. But everybody has the right to be treated in a respectful way. Don't you agree? And so the best way to share the gospel with unbelievers is to surround them with love, with acceptance, as you share with them, be respectful, be, be sensible, be, be sensitive and, and be caring. Angus always says evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, where to find the bakery. Share God's word. You do the sharing and God will do the saving. But you know what? Our actions speaks louder than our words. Isn't that true? Remember how I started this morning's broadcast? The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today? Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and then walk out that door and deny Him with their lifestyles. That's what the unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. The scripture that I'm referring to, I know you're spot on when you said 1 Peter 3, 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. But in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. In your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Some, some translations use the word sanctify. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. What does that mean to sanctify the Lord God? 
it means taking the hardships of this life with a smile on your face. Suffering, if you look at the letters of Peter, uh, Peter says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the suffering of Christ, that you may be overjoyed with His glory. And when His glory is revealed, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. You know how many times I've said on this radio station, somebody is watching, somebody is listening. But praise God that you bear that name. Those who suffer according to God's will, commit themselves to their faithful creator. Continue to listen to this word, to do good. And so the challenge is to go out there and live a life. I think that the greatest, greatest blessing that God can ever bestow upon a Christian is for somebody else to ask you, what is it that makes you so different? 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and do this with respect. And so, if you read that text, the Apostle Peter discuss suffering for the good. If, if, if you look at the 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 the, the, the text of 1 Peter 3 and verse 13 and 14, it says, But now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. You see, persecution and suffering are to be expected in a Christian's life. And, and, and sometimes we tell people, come to the Lord Jesus Christ, your marriage problems will be solved. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ, your financial problems will be solved. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and all will be well. That is not true. That is not true. John sixteen thirty three says, these things I've said to you. Listen to this. John sixteen thirty three. These things I have said to you, that in me, that's in Christ, in Jesus, you may have peace. And then here comes why he's saying this. In the world, right here, the 10th of February, 2023, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. And you know what? Our response to the hardships and the trials and the tribulations of this world should point others to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
It's especially around the Bryflase fires here in South Africa, especially around the table when we talk about what's happening in South Africa. Are we pointing others to the Lord Jesus Christ? Peter, Peter that emphasizes Christ's suffering and his death to provide eternal life for those who believe in him. The Lord Jesus' example of suffering for doing good should strengthen us this morning. We look at his life. Yes, you hear the words and I quote scripture to you. But you know and I know he who came to this world. God incarnate in Christ Jesus, his son, was without sin. And so instead of fearing persecution, Christians are to make sure that we suffer for righteousness sake, to honor Christ the Lord as holy, and then be prepared to give a defense of that hope in Jesus. Are you ready in this day? Are you ready to tell others of the new salvation in Christ's death and resurrection. Are you ready to do that? But you have to do it with respect. Not, like I've said earlier, sometimes evangelism is just a thinly veiled insight. We have to respect other people. One beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. And if you don't know how to do it, the answer is simple. Lord, help me to die to self. What if I stumble? What if I fall? Lord, help me to die to self. Peter is writing to the persecuted Christians in Asia Minor in that 1 Peter 3.15. They were undergoing persecution. Here in South Africa, we don't understand persecution. We, Yes, if you say this, you will lose your job, we will chase you. But the more so, that we see the last days coming. And just look at the world around us. You need to be politically correct. Be careful of hate speech. But ultimately, these Christians in Asia Minor, their outward behavior demonstrated a hope in Christ. Not a wishful thought but a solid and assured faith in Christ. You see, believers lack of fear in the face of suffering. That is what propels others to ask about the reason for their faith. Giving believers a perfect opportunity to give an answer. Do you have that answer? Are you ready to share the faith? Are you willing to live in such a way that others can sense Christ in you. Believers displaying their sure hope in Jesus, despite the circumstances, despite load sharing, despite high petrol prices, high food prices, corruption, greed, mayhem around us, displaying the sure hope in Christ Jesus. You know what to properly answer someone who asks about one's faith? Please do it with gentleness and respect. I remember way back in 89 when the Lord saved me. I was kind of like a, a, a bull in a china shop. A bull in a, in a, we say a bull in a glass winkel. Ne? 
I wanted to lead everybody to the Lord. I was so amazed that God had saved me. Why can't the rest of the world see it? This is a Baba wat skop en nie besef. Jy skop keer goed raak wat kan omval en seer kry nie. Huh? There's no place for harshness or disrespect in a Christian's life. I want to say this, especially if you look at social media and how people under the banner of Christianity answers each other, respond to one another. Firstly, number one, because they think the other one can't touch me. And secondly, because this, this platform now on which, which your voice can be heard. I want to say this again. There's no place for harshness and disrespect. Especially if, as you represent Christ and gives an answer to explain this faith. Gently, respectfully, with an example of your life. If you are a believer this morning, if you can truly say, Jesus is God. Just think on that. Just think of our master right now. Jesus is is God. Then you and I should reflect our Lord's teachings of gentleness and speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 Instead we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. There's a command, my brother, my sister. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks of you. To give the reason for the hope that you have. It means that you have to be ready with your faith to live out our hope in Christ visibly before others. I've recently met a young man that came to my house. And you just sense the presence of the Lord. Many years ago, a guy who was driving a cement truck came to my house, hardly spoke a word, reversed the truck in, dumped the cement, and left. And I went to my wife, awestruck. I said, I think the Lord Jesus just visited our property. She said, why? I said, you could sense the Lord Jesus in that man's life. Oh, how I've yearned since that day to be like that, to draw others nigh unto Christ. And we have all sorts of excuses as why we don't do it. But Christ in us, the hope for the world, that the way we speak, the way we walk, the way we talk, would draw others so that they would want what we have naturally. To know the reason for the hope. We need to be prepared to share the gospel. And I can't say it enough in a way that's gentle and respectful. And the results will be that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. 1 Peter 3.16 says, Having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. This is not your job to go. I will not be able to do it. 
No, no. No, no. The Lord will deal with that. And so I want to pray with you this morning that God would fill us up, help to die to self, so that others can see Christ in us. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we can proclaim the gospel, the good news, the hope that lives in us, Father, as 1 Peter 3, 15 says, that we will sanctify Christ in our hearts and in our lives. That listening to your word this morning, Lord, who will you bring across my path this day? Who will you send me to? That I will be ready and prepared to give an answer to him or her who asks me of the reason for the hope that lives in me. Give me that gentleness, Christ's gentleness. Give me that respect, Lord. You are the God of the nations. From the east to the west, from the north to the south, creator of all mankind, you have made us for one purpose, and that is to worship you, Lord, for no other reason. That the way that we behave this day will be worship unto your holy name, to place you above all other things, to sanctify you, Lord, through our actions. Help me to die to self. Lord, give in my heart a desire, a hunger for your word, to read it, walk it, eat it, sleep it. Lord, fill me. Holy Spirit, come and teach me so that I can go out into a dying world and by my actions, the way I behave, Draw others to you, Lord Jesus. Put an a angel with a flaming sword in front of my mouth. Make me careful of the words that I speak. Make me mindful that somebody is watching. Somebody is listening. I pray this in Jesus' name. And I thank you. Amen and amen. I trust that you've been blessed by this morning's word. I want to play you a very, it's a it's an old song. Remember DC Talk way back when? They wrote a song, What If I Stumble, What If I Fall? It starts with these words that we started this morning, the greatest single cause of atheism. Listen to these words. Enjoy the song. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable.